Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The last time WWE sanctioned a match between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker, The Undertaker left WrestleMania 30 in an ambulance. Spent a week in the hospital. Took a year to recover. Last time, Undertaker, you needed an ambulance. Last time, you needed a hospital. Last time, you needed a year to recover. This time, you will need last rights over your career. Dominis hominis, in nobody patri, ifili, espirito santo. Amen. You will rest in because you, Undertaker, have met your match because you are going to Suplex City at the hands of my beast, your conqueror, Brock Lester! It is the Migs cast. My name's Steve Migs. I'm here with my good friend Top Shell. Yeah! The mighty motorcycle butt, Reverend Enfuego. Excuse me? And everybody's favorite, Mono Nick. Hello. Hello. Very excited. We've got a couple of guests coming on. we got the boys in the guessing game that are going to be joining us in a little bit. <laughs> but we are also speaking to the advocate for the beast, Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman will be joining us on the Migs cast. But to get things going, Jam of the Week, band playing at Pain in the Grass. That's right, this is Stitched Up Heart featuring the vocals of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it's a song called Grave. They're going to be on that second stage at Pain in the Grass. It's Sunday Boys. Brock's good on this song. <laughs> he works good with the female fronted bands. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, here comes Rev's insult. Because <laughs> he's a puss. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
What is that thing tattooed on his chest anyways, Rap? Yeah, Rap. Penis. Sword, right? Penis sword. Giant penis! <laughs> Man, I've never met Tony who hates Brock Lesnar more. Do it again. I like that there's a little cowbell. Classes it up a little bit. Yeah. Brings it back to the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. You know what it means when uh, they're going to be on that second stage is you can get real up close and personal. Oh, you better believe They'll I be will They'll be right there in front of you. I'm, oh, it's a little breakdown. Mm. Creepy. You, what'd you guys get me for Christmas? I don't know where our bell went. Oh. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Oh, man, this would be the Someone perfect time for me bell? to play the damn bell. Someone uh, the bell? Yeah. How are we going to know when our fries are done? <laughs> I don't see it anywhere. I don't know if I could do this podcast without the bell. Blame Metal Shop. I always blame them for everything. Looks like your boys are here. They can wait. Yeah. <laughs> what if they brought a bell? Oh, then they should come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to wait because we still got to talk to Paul Heyman. He's about to call. Uh, good point. So it's going to have to wait a half a second. But yeah, that's a stitched up heart. I'm excited. Ryan Castle's working on a way for me to get to sit down and chat with the band. Sweet. I'm very excited to get up close and personal with Stitched Up Heart. Well, don't be too excited when you go there. Hey, you know, I can handle it. I'm a professional. No stiffies in the tank. All right, look, the phone's ringing. Why don't we talk to Paul Heyman before (laughs) things get weird real quick, and then I won't get to do that interview. All right, Rev. All right. Hello. It's the Migs cast. Hey, it's Joe. Joe. What's up, Migs? How you doing, brother? Good, man. Awesome. I have uh, Paul Heyman for you. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, I'm ass- I know we're assuming we're taping. Yeah, I know we're going to run it on Monday. All right, cool. So we have, I know we're a little bit late now, so we have, uh, we could probably do like seven. That's fine. Yeah, All right. we'll make it work. All right, cool, man. Appreciate you. Dude, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries, man. Hold on one second. All right. Paul Heyman. That is I. Paul <laughs> Heyman, you're on the line with yeah. Steve Miggs out in Seattle. This will be a taped interview. Migs, you're on the line with the advocate of the beast. Yes, Paul the, Heyman. the beast incarnate. Paul Heyman, how are you, my man? I'm great. How are you, sir? Uh, I could not be better. I'm talking to you. This is a very exciting moment for me. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, okay, so SummerSlam is happening on Sunday, August 23rd, 4 p.m. over here. You can catch it on the WWE Network, and you got your man, Brock Lesnar, taking on The Undertaker again. Um I love the last promo when you were talking about just, you know, the, the whole process of this match happening again. And, uh, I mean, what, what's your feeling as far as going into this? The last one at WrestleMania, it, it was, I mean, behind the scenes from what we read as fans, it sounded like, you know, The Undertaker took a beating. And so here we got now SummerSlam going down. And what do you see happening at this match? Same thing I saw at WrestleMania 30. I see Brock Lesnar conquering The Undertaker once again this time there's no streak on the line this time it's undertaker's pride it's, <sighs> it's undertaker's reputation as a badass it's undertaker's um return and the first time that he's chasing in what a decade two decades right the last time this guy was on the chase uh unfortunately you know wwe is boxed into a corner here and, and and what I said on television was the truth. Undertaker begged Vince McMahon for this rematch, and Vince would not give it to him. Vince sees Undertaker kind of like Clint Eastwood in the movie Unforgiven. You know, this is the badass gunslinger coming back, uh, being brought back for one last fight. 
Um, unfortunately for the Undertaker, uh, it's going to be the same as the other fight. He's going to get his ass kicked. Oh. And it's very uncomfortable for people to, to hear that. Oh, you're breaking and my you're heart, gonna... Paul. You're breaking my heart, man. You want me to lie to you? Okay. It's going to be very competitive. <laughs> and Undertaker stands a chance. And, uh, and, he's, and he, and, and, and he, uh, he really has Brock's number, and I fear for Brock. Come on. <laughs> Be real about this. How much fun are you and Brock having, man, on this run? Because it just seems like everything you're doing on the mic has just been gold. And, 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 and the amount of times that he's making his appearances, it's just like perfect. I, I, I've enjoyed it, but I would imagine for, for you and Brock, it's, it, this has to be a great run. Well, I have the easiest job in the world because I get to describe the most legitimate, authentic athlete in the history of WWE and a man for whom I truly have nothing but respect and admiration. Right. It's not hard to boast about Brock Lesnar. You know, I mean, I, 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 can, I, I can talk it up all day long as a promoter, but it's a lot easier when I have the facts on my side. Very true. He is legitimately the only person in history to hold the NCAA Division I Heavyweight Championship, the UFC Undisputed Heavyweight Championship of the World, and the Undisputed WWE Heavyweight Championship of the World. He's the only person in history to hold two of the three, let alone all three. So, you know, how, how hard is it for me to come up every Monday or however many Mondays we appear on and, and hype him up? It's, it's easy. It's the easiest gig in the world. Man, I wish I had a Paul Heyman on my side at all times. Life would be better. Uh, Paul, can I ask you, uh, this is kind of a geeky question, but I, I think you're at the top of anything that you do. Every time, it, it, you're always entertaining. And as a guy who works in the entertainment business, I always like picking the brain of those that are at the best of their game. What do you think it takes to become a great entertainer? Um, it all depends on, on the genre of entertainment that you wish to exploit. I would suggest that uh, a movie actor ha needs to have uh, a completely different set of skills than a Broadway performer, and a Broadway performer needs to have a completely different set of skills as someone who's going to do a concert in a stadium. And, you know, it, the bottom line is, and you, he you hear this from a lot of people, and you hear it from a lot of people because it's true, it's that intangible it factor. It's just that magic that happens when when a certain person uh, connects with the audience and the audience connects with that person. And, and, and long before iPhones and Skype and FaceTime and, and emails and everything else, entertainment was always about interactivity with the audience. If you can connect with the masses and the masses connect with you, you're entertaining. And who do you think nowadays um, of the new guys that are coming up, if you could be an advocate for somebody, who do you think has that it factor of uh, some of the newer uh, newer superstars that are coming into the WWE? Well, I mean, I I look at it as right now we, we have a, a huge crop of underexploited talent on the roster as it is. Right. Um, I, I don't think anyone out there yet, even though he's already main evented a WrestleMania, understands the potential of Roman Reigns. I don't think Seth Rollins, even though he's the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, has even scratched the surface of his talents yet. Um, I, I think Bray Wyatt is yeah. just now coming into his own. And what we saw was just a phenomenal uh, first and first year and a half for him. But I, I don't think people understand the depth of that character yet because I don't think 
he has presented all that is Bray Wyatt to the audience yet. Um, in terms of the next crop, there's, uh, you know, how, how can you take your eyes off of Charlotte? Yeah. She is everything that the women's division uh, can exploit to no end, the same way UFC has exploited Ronda Rousey. Um, I'd say Ballard. even Sasha Banks right now, too, is right up there with Sasha her. Sasha Banks, you know, calling her the boss is, is perfect because she is. Yeah, she's she an, unbelievable. Ring. She, she's just amazing. The whole crop of females in NXT yeah, like is you... top of the, it's top of the line. And, and, and that whole thing about being a diva's revolution, it, it's, it's more than a revolution. It's a revolution of the entire industry. I mean, they, will, they have, they have a, the potential to main event. A WWE pay-per-view. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I tell some um, people, my fellow wrestling fans, I'm like, not only is Sasha Banks my favorite of the Divas, like she's quickly becoming one of my favorite superstars, and nobody is at all looking at me like I'm crazy. They're all like, yeah, I'm with you. Like She's just great in the ring. She's, Yeah, I can't say enough great things about Sasha Banks and Charlotte as well. I 100% agree. There's, there is so much talent right now. There really is. There is just so much talent uh, on both rosters. And the key, of course, is to exploit them and, and, and to get the most out of the personalities. And I know also, I mean, I'm very excited, obviously, about Brock and, and Undertaker at SummerSlam, but the other match that I'm most pumped about would have to be Kevin Owens and Cesaro. Just what they did at the last Raw was unbelievable with Randy Orton. That was such a great match. I can only imagine what they're going to bring at, at, at SummerSlam. Well, you know, you have two superstars who are right at that, precipice of, of becoming main eventers and 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 the Owens jumped straight into the spotlight with John Cena a lot of people have had that position with John Cena and then once they run through the program with John Cena they fall off to the wayside and Owens is determined not to Cesaro has been knocking on the door of the main events for several years now, and is as talented a performer as you will ever see in yeah. the ring. So to me, these guys have a chance to pull off, you know, the fabled Steamboat and, and Randy Savage match Hell yeah. from WrestleMania three. They have a chance to really put on a classic that people will talk about for years because they're both so ambitious and driven and in the perfect position right now to really garner all these eyeballs on them because they're both so talented, both so hungry, and both looking for that main event status. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, Paul, I know you got to let you go. One last quick question. Uh, I always Who told you have to let me go? Uh, our, our, our buddy Joe, man. <laughs> the WWE publicist? <laughs> yes. And you listen to them? Uh, of course. You know I bow all, down you, to the man. <laughs> you, you know they're all just, you know, trained monkeys, right? <laughs> That's between you, you and Joe. That, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to ask you: uh, if you were creating a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, like the top four, I know it's a tough question in the sense that to try and it's just... not a tough question at all. I can answer the question. Oh, then let's do it. Why don't you tell me your top four? Uh, for a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, I'd have to go Piper, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. Man, and then after that, I'm so torn on it. I mean, you, you can't discount what Hogan's brought into the business, obviously. But then you also, I mean, a guy like The Rock who's just been, done things that, head and shoulders above everybody as far as just crossing over. I think I'd throw The Rock in there. Here's my answer. I would take your Mount Rushmore. I'd bring my Mount Rushmore, which is 
Brock Lesnar, he would bitch slap the face of all four of your participants in Mount Rushmore and ascend to the top of the mountain where he and only he belongs. Paul Heyman dropping the mic right Uh, there. I love you, Paul Heyman. (laughs) I love me too. Thank you for joining us. SummerSlam happening on Sunday, August 23rd, 4 p.m. on the WWE Network. It's four hours this time, so I'm very pumped about that. Uh, And I hope we get to talk to you again. I hope so as well. (laughs) Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate it. (laughs) 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 Take it easy. You guys have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. All right, well, we're jumping from Paul Heyman, and look what we already got in studio, the, the, the fine folks in the guessing game. We have Jeff, we have Kathy, and Keith. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thanks. Good morning. It's good to see you again. Uh, I know we're going to talk about the new record mm-hmm. and all that, but uh, I know before we even started the interview, before we started the podcast, uh, we had a little bit of a brief conversation about edibles, and I want to just jump right into that. Because <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the more important. I mean, the new record's coming we'll out get, we'll August 20th, we'll right? Yeah. We'll Show August 27th at the Woo! Triple Door. Yep. That's great and all, but let's talk about edibles. The new record is edible, by the way. <laughs> is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. It's funny how that works out. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm going to take a bite now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I walk in, and there's a, a few brownies sitting here in front of me, and, and that's always suspicious to me anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it kind of came, uh, we started talking about that, and... Uh, so I was, in, oh, I was a loaded tour, I don't remember, maybe 2008 or nine. and our last show of this whole summer tour was in Amsterdam. And um, so we're like, okay, it's the last tour, and um, we had a tech named Go Time with us, and we're like, we're, we're going to have a party tonight, we're going to have fun. So what was the name of that place? Space Cake? Space Cake. Yes. Space Cake. So we go there, and, and I'd never had an edible before. Wait, so Space I, Cake the name of the place, or is that the name of the edible? Well, that's the name, a, it's the name of the edible. Uh, okay. Uh, but I, I know there is, I can't remember what the name it is. Wasn't, it would be in Dutch, but it was a... Specific place. It's it's the main. Oh, I can't remember. That's a great name for an edible, though. Yeah. Space cakes. Uh, and um, so I bought whatever and Dutch for space cake is. It's yeah. almost a good endorsement that he can't remember the name of the place. You know? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I, space I, cake. I, I, we'll I make you really, forget where you bought them. Something. I really, I really don't. And so, um, uh, a few of us um, went to this place, and I bought uh, a chocolate muffin, and so I ate it. And I had never had an edible before, so I, you know, kind of waited. The usual thing that we were talking about, like you usually wait an hour, you don't really feel it. Right. So we're walking around, and then they have the the quote, I'm doing quotation marks coffee bar, which is basically where you go buy pot. Okay. And um, so me and our drummer at the time um, bought a joint, and like, we just smoked it really quick. So, um, and then I'm some really okay. This is fun. so I'm really stoned, and then we're gonna like let's go to the red light district. Never been there. We have to check oh, this geez. out. Yeah. So it takes about a half hour to get there, and about halfway through this cab ride to the place, all of a sudden that muffin hits me, and I'd already <laughs> smoked the joint too. And remember, the, I don't know if everyone here has smoked pot, but like the first time you did it, you get that kind of that tunnel vision, and your knees don't work. Yeah. Yep. And I'm a grown adult man at this point. And I'm in the cab. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> like, and I'm just getting kind of like I'm crammed in this thing with five guys. And we get out, and the red light district is really weird. If you've never been there anywhere, it's legal, and there's all these people and these windows with girls and dudes, and and I'm like, I can't hardly walk. And I, Mike Squires is kind of holding me up, <laughs> and I'm just kind of laughing, and I can't really. And I'm and I'm looking at these, and I'm like, is this re- are these girls real? Is this real? Right. This is the weirdest thing. <laughs> Um, there's some details that I'm going to leave out. It didn't involve me. 
Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, when you say you're leaving friend. out some details in Amsterdam and the red light district, yeah. there's certain assumptions that are being made. You can assume those things, but it, it, it wasn't about me. No. Um, and if, and if, 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 if any of those guys were here, we'd tell, I, I just don't feel at liberty to really of expose course. that. Right. Um, but it was really super fun. But it, and that damn... A muffin lasted for like six hours. Right, and and so this is, and we're flying home the next morning, and we didn't. I don't get back to like four, and it's like a six o'clock lobby call, and I try to go to sleep, and um, and I wake up, and it's still, I'm still feeling like that, and I got to go through customs, and I got to get on the plane, oh, and all this stuff, and it was the worst. It was it was awful. Um, it was the funnest it's night, but. Way. It was it was like the funnest night, and I just wish I could have enjoyed it. Like the whole time, I'm just standing there, like really paranoid and freaking out that right. people can see me. Like I feel like I'm gonna fall down. Um, and uh, yeah, the edible thing is, weird. I don't know how people do it. Some people do it every day. That's their deal. Right. Right. Yeah. Wake up. Um, <laughs> no, I can't do it every day. I have to do it on weekends, man. Yeah. 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 That's a when nothing else is planned. Like that is the the, the day is over. Like I try to have one of those like the, the tincture thing, yeah. which is like it gives you the same effect as an edible. It's like an oil that you drop into your tongue. Oh God, no. Right. <laughs> well, one time I did it, and you I was should. like, I was like stuck to my couch. I'm like, oh boy, this better wear off before my wife gets home. Like exactly. she's not gonna be happy. Then the next time I'm like, oh, we're gonna watch some movies tonight. So I was like, all right, I'll do a drip. And and same thing that knocked me on my ass the first time. This time didn't do anything to me. At least I fell asleep eventually. But I'm like watching this movie. I'm like, I really just want to get like, I want this to kick in. I want this to kick in. This movie would be so much more awesome. Yeah. And just eventually I just fell asleep. So I think I got stoned while I was asleep. Probably. But at that point it's like ah. That's why I don't. I just no matter how much they tell you exactly what's in it, I, I just like I'm just afraid. Like I don't know. Am I going to end up being around people because I'm going to look like an idiot? And, and if I'm by myself, then I'm freaked out because I'm by myself. Like, it's just not a smart move for me. I get it. I totally get it. But, yeah. So you you like that? That's your kind of your weekend thing? Yes. Yeah. So, what, like, what is that? Could, like, so how does that work? You kind of wake up? Like, do you make plans? Well, Can you I wake function? up in the morning. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I go play some disc golf. He's yeah. an early riser. Nice, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I wake up. Brew a pot of coffee. Yeah. Take a couple bites of Seattle Speedball. <laughs> exactly. That's yep. what. Yeah. The hippie Speedball. Yeah. I like to call it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, take a little bite of a cookie, or I got some brownies at home uh, that are like s'mores. And then take a couple hits off the pen, like to choose a sativa. Right. And then uh, when I get out out onto the course, um, yeah, smoke some weed. <laughs> Then oh, I flower. smoke some weed. I yeah. like it. I like how he's like yeah. he's got all these other things that are all like THC based. But then when I get to the course, I'll smoke some weed. Yeah. yeah. Is this like a real course or is it like the one with the little windmill? Oh no, it's total real it's, course. It's a disc golf. It's yeah. disc, disc golf. golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disc like frisbees. Yeah. Yeah. So we're throwing frisbees into big baskets and stuff like that. You ever done that? No. It's really fun. Actually. Oh, that sounds really probably nice. fun. Probably Especially fun. that way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially Except for you're looking way. for your frisbees a lot because you don't forget where they went. Yeah. That's the GPS hilarious. thing is great for those frisbees. That's hilarious. Yeah, they just instituted this new little GPS unit that on your discs. Yeah. What? Yeah. I it mean, just came out last year. It's all new. I mean, they're stuff. big and they're like neon green. How can you lose those? Well, some people choose to throw black ones. Oh, get, gotcha. Yeah, loss underneath the underbrush. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that they've gotten that advanced te- technology-wise that they have now little GPS tracking trackers on this. Is, is it kind of the same like at regular golf course? How there's a little cart that comes around with beers? Is there like a little cart that comes around with like brownies? No, and like, that would be awesome. There's you know? one course that's in a neighborhood, and one of the tee pads is right next to... Oh, what? Um, 
the tee pad where That's you throw. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is right next to a backyard, and this little kid, like five-year-old, comes out and brings his lemonade stand and sets it up, and we always give him a nice big tip. Nice. <laughs> that kid knows right. his market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. He's like, I know my demo yeah. right here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I take care of this And next one. time, bring some old boy Alberto with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that, too. <laughs> bring a can opener and some SpaghettiOs, please. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's, we can talk about that. Let's talk about the guessing game. <laughs> okay. Uh, new record. It's called Destroy It All, and it, it's coming out on August 20th. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is your second record. It is. And I've been lucky enough to hear some of the songs. I think, yeah, you've been lucky enough to person. hear all the songs. Yeah, I sent it to you first. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is great. This is a great story. You guys are going to love this. So Jeff <laughs> sends me, what was it, like two months ago? Mm-hmm. You sent me the copy of the record. I, I screenshotted this morning. I, I was like, I got to find the email I wrote you. Because it's like, you know, I've been joking about how I've been going through menopause, right? Mm-hmm. Me much, too. I cry at everything. Oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I like, get it. I don't understand what's going on now. Like, I'll watch a stupid film, and if there's just a slightly emotional moment between a father and a son, I have no kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I just want to be a dad. <laughs> like, what is happening, man? Uh-huh. We, we, I, we, I thought we were cool. What's going on? We're, like, just, we're crying like little kids now. Yeah, I cried all the weird, like the little, fa- I don't, only thing I like Facebook now is for the little, um, Puppy, the little puppy videos. Yes, the kitten videos. That's where that's what my life has come to. So I don't mean to digress, but no, I just I'm sit there you. and go, "My God, I love these puppies." So yeah. he sends me a link uh, to the new record. I listen to it on the drive into work, and it's like I think I wrote this to you probably at like like two in the morning. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So most people will be drunk and emotional at two in the morning. No, I'm awake, going to work, and emotional. And uh, so I listen to it, and this is my this is my email, Toppy. I don't know if you have any sad music to play. Uh, <laughs> But that might help. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so great. ridiculous. This should be your review. It for was your very own. sweet. I actually really liked this email. Oh, okay. It well, because you're good. going through menopause as well. Absolutely. So I probably, my yeah. tears made you cry. Yeah. All right. So, Tapio, are we ready? Oh, I can't play it there. I'll screw up the honor. Oh, don't, yeah, don't break the product. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> this is an email sent to Jeff Rouse from The Guessing Game. <laughs> Dude. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for sending this my way. I listened to it this morning driving in. I li- is this the Two Girls, One Cup song? No, this is Sad Hulk. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, geez, man. It's getting weird. All right. I listened to the first seven songs. I would have heard the whole record, but I got stuck on That Much Faith. <laughs> Damn, bro. I listened to that song five times. Beyond powerful song. I can't lie. Dot, dot, dot. It hit me in a way that got me teary-eyed. <laughs> I'm really glad that you've started writing songs for us to hear. <laughs> an idiot even I can't believe I wrote this. You have a great gift, brother. <laughs> brother? All of a sudden I turned into Hulk Hogan. Congrats to all of you on an excellent record. And then I said a couple other songs are my favorite. Death Valley and The City Ain't Easy. Two other faves for sure. It was so sweet. It was. Thank you. It made me cry. Yeah, see? Yep. We're all we're all emotional men in this room. It's okay. Yeah, it's. Um, Do you hear about the dude, uh, the dude at the Foo Fighters show yes. in Walla Walla, mm-hmm. which was last weekend? Dave's doing his thing. They're doing an acoustic version of My Hero, and he locks eyes with a dude like three rows back who's just bawling, crying, like grown, like probably forty five years old. Guy looks like he's like a you know just buttoned up soccer dad type of dude. Like he wouldn't. I don't know who, what kind of guy I would expect to be crying. Maybe me, but so he's getting teared up. Dave gets distracted by it, brings the dude up on stage, hugs him, and Dave is still on a, a foot, a boot for his foot because it's broken. 
gets up and stands on his crutches so he could let the guy sit down and he serenades the guy <laughs> who's still struggling. <laughs> I'm like, that is the coolest thing. Dave continues to just do cool things to people. Manopause. I think we're all I, I, yeah. there's something There's something going on. But then it got weird because then the guy got up, he was feeling it, and he grabbed the microphone oh, no. that Dave was singing with <laughs> and sang with him. Oh. Like, but like, you know how like you do it? It's a rock star thing. Two guys sharing one microphone, saying, and nothing weird about that at all. No. But when a fan does it and grabs that mic and gets really, I mean, he was practically kissing Dave. And I'm thinking Dave's probably like, I don't know what. Like, right now, do I keep singing or do I let this? Right? Do I let this guy take over the song? The fans don't want to hear him sing it. Oh God. It was weird, but it was awesome. That's so funny. That's great. So yeah, you guys touched me in a very emotional way one morning while driving in, and it was that one song, and I. Figured, let's start with that song. Okay. Uh, and, and we're going to go through a couple of the songs. I definitely want to hear what you guys want to play, but if I'm a selfish man and it's my damn and podcast. You play whatever you want. And yeah. I cried for this song, so yeah. I feel like we should start with that one. Okay. So you guys all ready to cry? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I love crying. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick, you're a manopause kind of man as well. Yeah, I've been in that phase of my life for the last 25 years. <laughs> What's the last re- what was the last reason why you cried? Probably Third Rock from the Sun or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right, so this is That Much Faith. It's uh, a new song by The Guessing Game. Again, the album Destroyed All, August 20th. Here's the song that prompted me to write a heartfelt email to Jeff. <laughs> I got tissues right here. It's like I'm at church and there's just tissues everywhere. Can we just like talk through this whole song? We basically? surely can. It's like those up. Yeah. Who's playing the piano on this one? Oh, Kathy. One more day. Secret weapon. Another chance for me to break the mold. It's kind of weird to listen to this song now that we were talking about it. It kind of makes me feel awkward. I'm going to stare at you awkwardly (laughs) until we both cry. (laughs) I know. Is that edible kicking in? Oh, God. I just want to write you. Like when I, I've always had music has always had like a super powerful effect on me. Like since I was a kid, I mean it's always done something. It's given me a place to feel like at home and feel comfortable, and it's made me create friendships that have lasted a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But the older I get, man, music is more and more powerful to me. Like it, it hits me in a way that I didn't, I didn't think music could get to a next level, and it really has. And, and maybe it's 
I don't know, getting older, I'm realizing I only have so many more years I can still play music, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that way for you guys, but I just feel like at my age, I mean, I think we're all close to the same age in the 30s and 40s. It's just something way more powerful, and there's something way more special to music than it was when I was a teenager. I, I completely agree. Um, and I think that's a... I don't know if I should talk over the song, but that's kind of how... Well, if you don't, I'm going to start crying. Right. So um, I think it's so, a good idea so for that's you to kind, talk That's kind of where I've, I'm at, like, even writing songs. Like, I've kind of just, like, I don't... I'm going to just spill it. I'm just going to say how I'm... I'm not afraid to do that anymore. I'm just gonna write songs. I'm gonna if it's too honest, I don't I don't care. But that's what I love about this song. It's a very honest song. Um, yeah, that, and, yeah. And, and, and and maybe that's what made it hit me in an emotional ways that we've been friends for a long mm-hmm. time. So I felt like like I'm in a room with you having a couple beers and you're just like pouring out like your heart to me. At least that's, that sounds so weird. Well, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it felt that way while I was driving. Like I was just focused on your vocals and your lyrics and then the power of the music behind beyond mm-hmm. underneath it. And it's just like you feel like you're just sitting in a room with someone that you care about and they're telling you like S is going down in my world and it's not the best, but you know what? I'm gonna keep pushing forward. That's the deal. Yeah. That's and that's the kind of how I feel when I write with this band and, and what we have together and and, and, I, and I kinda write differently for different things, but with the guessing game, I can just do that. And I'm not gonna apologize for it and I'm not I don't care. Right. <laughs> well, how, for you guys, then you got a guy here that's like wearing his heart on his sleeve lyrically. Is it like, how was that originally when you first hear these songs? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Keith gets really angry, but I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. Could you stop sharing so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need these burdens that are yours. I have enough going on in my life. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about this until now. I love you. <laughs> Originally, the ending of this song was about eight minutes long, wasn't it? We've done it eight minutes before. I think it was 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm not joking. Really. I'd have a nervous breakdown. I'm glad you shortened it. I don't think I could have handled that. I'd have to be committed. It's a missing verse. It's so sad. We can't even share it. It will crush you if it was on the song. Who recorded this uh, record for you guys? Don Gunn. Same guy did Holy Crow with us. Nice. Yeah. He's we uh we had such I think we just had such a easy good time doing the first record that we just decided not to mess with it. Let's just do it's kind of just follow that same path. And you guys kind of went right in there and cranked out another record rather quickly. Yeah. He's really easy to work with and he's really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. That is. helps us a lot. Keeps it lighthearted. Yes. Yeah. During those emotional moments where yeah, I don't. Just friend Steve is crying. In his right. <laughs> Questioning life. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, he's just really easy to and and we do records really fast anyway. It's just kind yeah. of our deal and and. Uh, I feel like we went in a lot more open on this one. Like we didn't really exactly know what we we're doing on a lot of stuff, and it still just clicked. We instantly. wrote a lot of it there. Uh-huh. There, yeah. <laughs> and I was just kind of scatting over most of the songs when we um I hadn't finished most of the lyrics. And uh, so, I mean, the funny thing is, is you guys don't even know really what I'm going to say until, like, we're just there. Like, just feeling it and then see what happens. Yeah. I mean, there's kind of a running storyline through this whole thing, and it's kind of hard not to to do that. Um, I don't really want to write about, like, 
I don't know, politics and hot rods and strip clubs and stuff like that. Toppy and, does that enough for all of us. No, I'll, I'll live that. I just don't want to write. It doesn't, you know, I think, you know, yeah. So, yeah, it just kind of comes out that way. And, and so, yeah, making records for us, is it just seems it's a really easy thing. And uh, it's really cool. It's fun, too. Yeah? Yeah. Feels like it might be even, I think, a therapeutic thing in a sense. Oh, yeah. 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 It Always. is. I mean, like, I don't, you know, for as much as you look into song, it's, it's funny, um, because once I write a song and put it out there, I don't really think about it again until I have to, like today. And um, until you got a forty-year-old man telling you he yeah, cries no, to your song, which is great because cool. because you're just um, there's so much that goes on when you make a record. Like you kind of just um, once you do it, it's just there. You kind of move on mm-hmm. to the next thing. It's when that whole piece of music or art is done, and you kind of look at it as a whole, and you're like, wow, that's well, I kind of really put it out there. That's really good. <laughs> it's kind of awkward, but I don't care. Um, but um. Do you guys like going back and listening to your own stuff? I know some bands. Totally. Okay, good. I'm glad someone else other than I like listening to the music I've written and well, not written. I've mostly just played drums to, but like mm-hmm. I, I get a kick out of hearing stuff that I did when I was in my 20s and, oh, and so on. But so many people are like, oh yeah, once I'm done, I never listen to it again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, you're telling me you busted your ass for however many months or years or whatever you've put your heart and soul into something, and then once you recorded it, you're just done with it? Like, that just seems crazy. <laughs> it is a little weird. Like, I'll never get over that fact, even when I was, I don't even know how old it was, 10, and I'd have that initial, and I'd had two tape recorders, and I'd put on like hollow notes, and I'd push play, and I'd get the other one, and I'd push record, and I'd sing along to records. Like, nice. I mean, I've always just done that for myself. And even these records, we live in a weird, in a, in a world now that, I mean, do people even buy records or even listen to records? I don't know. Um, but I just make music because I like to make music and I like, it's fun. Right. I want to be able to, I, I don't, I'm sure with you guys, look back when you're 70, 80 years old and, and you can just be like, oh, that brings me right back to being 25 totally. or 30 exactly. again. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's exactly. all a diary. It is, yeah. yeah. And that's part of like, I mean, like, just why I'm like, oh, I got to get playing again. And you do, should. Well, luckily, yeah, our Peter Parker just started I playing see, again. And, and it's that and was it, the only, I mean, dude, I'm on the fence even at this point. Like, sometimes they drive me crazy and we've only been doing it for four months. And I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. It's been too long. Um, but for the same reason of I just want to get one more record recorded. I don't care if we ever play another show. Mm-hmm. I just want to have that one more moment in my life that I can have on on vinyl or on have you CD been or, have you guys been writing uh we just did it over the weekend and how'd it, was, it go it was it, pretty awesome you know but one member didn't show up <laughs> you know it's just the same old <laughs> stuff that's being <laughs> that's just, that's called being in a band yeah it's just like oh yeah I remember, it's like you know you, you romanticize about that ex-girlfriend you're like oh but everything was so awesome then you get back together and you're like oh that's right <laughs> this person pissed me off all the time yeah, that's and the I say it as a joke I mean I, I am enjoying it but mm-hmm. there are moments where I'm like oh that's why we broke up mm-hmm. okay don't let me don't let that bother me as much as it used exactly. to exactly um, and, 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 and you, know, you mentioned Hall & Oates though mm-hmm. and I've been on this big kick of watching live at Daryl's house love that's it great job how great would it be to get to jam with Daryl <laughs> amazing <laughs> right and sit down and have dinner and talk about stuff and <sighs> Yeah. I watched, which one did I watch just over the weekend? Um, oh, it was the dude from Fallout Boy of all bands. I saw that, yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this guy's now jamming on the drums with Daryl Hall. They're playing Hall & Oates songs. And it's then crazy. they're jamming out to one of his songs. And I'm like, that's trippy. Like, if I'm a younger band, or even if I'm a band now, and, and a guy like guy from Hall & Oates is like, oh, yeah, I'll learn your song. I'll know your lyrics and jam with you. And his band is amazing. They are. Did you see Minus the Bear was on there? No, yes. a Seattle band. Yes. I saw Alan Stone on there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The minus the bear one's great. That's crazy. I think my favorite one, my two, of my, the Billy Gibbons one mm. and the Joe Walsh one. 
Oh, I haven't seen those. Oh, okay. oh my God. On. The Joe Walsh one's great, but the Billy Gibbons one is really good, uh, too. You can't go wrong with Billy Gibbons. Jeez. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. It's so good. Let's check out uh, now the, 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 the song that you're releasing as a single is Death Valley. Mm-hmm. So why don't we listen to that one? Okay. Uh, you guys want to give us a little, uh, I guess if we were at Daryl's house, you'd give us a little storyteller behind it. Um, well, it's a really easy story. I think um, we were riding up up until the night before we went in the studio. Like, literally, we had rehearsal the night. We always kind of do that. That's the yeah. really kind of crunch. And um, I think we were just, I think, you kind of know when you're writing, it's like, well, what is this so-called thing that we're making, Rick? What's it missing? And it just felt like we, were, we needed kind of an up-tempo kind of thing. And I kind of do a lot of writing, especially between my house and the, the rehearsal room. Like, it's about <laughs> 10 minutes. And sometimes things just come to me, seriously. And... Uh, so you just hum it into your like iPhone or That's something exactly like that? That's exactly what I do. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. So I, I just had this thing, and then I, I showed up. I'm like, okay, let's try this riff. And, um, and that was it. That was, was it. Th- that song came in the night before we went to the studio, and we it just nailed yeah. it right away. Yeah, we yeah. recorded it in like yeah. two takes. It was just that thing. I think I had all the lyrics, though, everything. Had all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Everything. And then right before we went in, I said, can I go, hey, whoa? And you said, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's what she does. That's exactly what Kathy will do. She's like, can I go, hey, whoa? And I'm like, yes. I don't even know what that means. But if she, if she, if she, because. We didn't she, know she, she meant the song. No, she, yeah. She's very particular about what, I mean, when she says something, I know she really wants to do it. So right. I don't even have to really understand it. I'll just say yes. Right. And it's always amazing. Seriously. And um, that would be so, great if you're like, no, I'm not feeling any hey woes on this one. No. So when listen to the song, those hey woes, that's the thing. And so yeah, it was just a really quick song. I think uh, um, we did it in a couple takes, and it was just done. All right, let's check it out. Yep. Death Valley. We got a lot of kids listening to our podcast. They're all asking mommy and daddy, what are these edibles that these rock stars are talking about? (laughs) Right. That's fun. Yeah, right. I think it's the first song I've ever done that actually had a clean version. Yeah. I'll listen to a song and I'm like, I wonder, like, I'll think, like, who do I, who would I love to hear cover a song that, you know, I don't know why I, I think like that, but I'm like, all I'm thinking is, I would love to hear Ace really rock out to this song. Like, awesome. like it that has would like be an incredible. Ace. Can that happen, please? Yes. <laughs> Doesn't it have like that vibe, like just like the melody and just the way you're attacking the yep. vocals? It's yeah. like when Ace really back when he was just jamming and having some great songs that he was putting out. 
That would be awesome. Right? Would be awesome. Yeah. How do we make that happen? I don't know. You know Dove? Dove could probably yeah. call Ace Freely. Yeah, I'm sure he probably could. Text him right now. All right, I'm texting him. <laughs> I'm gonna. That would be the funniest thing. Hey, Dove, can you ask Ace Freely to cover one of my songs? He's like, he, this is the text. He'd be like, Rouse, what? <laughs> That's exactly what it would be. That's funny. <laughs> So the record, again, is called Destroy It All out on August 20th. And a big show, Triple Door. What an awesome venue that is, too. And that's yeah. August 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever eaten at the Triple Door? Yeah, of course. I know that's a stupid question. No, it's, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, what is it, Wild Ginger's food? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's so damn good. I love going there just chowing down and watching some good music. I saw Brent Amaker play there. Uh, a couple other artists, too, in the past. But that's a, that's a great spot. Yeah. yeah, it was just something. When we were thinking about a record release show, I'd, that was the first place that came to my head. It's just I uh, wanted to do something where... I just didn't want to do a big cavernous, or a small, ca- in our case, a small cavernous <laughs> rock club. Um, but I just want something where people could kind of just sit back and, and drink and eat and, and kind of just, a, we'll kind of put together a show kind of appropriate for that place. No. Um, it'll just be really cool. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Yeah, that's a fun place to see a, a group like you guys, because you guys can jam it out and rock it out. And I've seen like a lot of more mellow artists. And, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. No, you guys aren't going to do it. <laughs> no. no, it's not no. in our nature to really do that. I mean, we can do that, but we like to kind of yeah, go out on some limbs. No, I want to rock out while eating my spring rolls, so yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. <laughs> exactly. It sounds so good there, too. And, and oh, uh, yeah. Craig Montgomery. And yeah. just uh, yes. visually, it's such a cool-looking spot. Absolutely. I mean, the stage setup is great, too. And uh, if, uh, tickets and information at theguessinggameband.com yes. is where you can get all that information. Too. And there'll be an all-ages show, also. Oh, right on. Yeah. So no uh, no special brownies will be given out during that show. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. Well, just once for the kids. Right. Yeah. 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 Code word is. Yeah, yeah code word is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Manopause. Just come upstairs to the dressing room you'll be fine <laughs> yeah. I have a bunch of like 17 year olds hey man manopause <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so I know that's all we're gonna, I, you know manopause <laughs> there's something to that I know a lot I mean I don't mean to keep going back to a lot of people I know uh, our age that guys it's it's a common thing it's just getting more emotional our drummer Sean yeah. Is oh, he, yeah. we're he supposed to say hi, hi, Sean Zeller. Yeah. Um, hi, Sean Zeller. Sean, Sean definitely. He wears his heart on his sleeve like that. He's definitely one of those guys that's not yeah. afraid. He's like, yeah, you know, he, like I think usually every both records. He's like, the day when we're done, he gets the first mix. He's like, man, I was crying. Yeah, he's so happy. I love that's it. So awesome. I love he makes it. Makes it look tough though. Yeah. He yeah. Makes no, it look Sean's tough. the man. He's a phenomenal drummer oh, too. Yes, I love great. watching him. I don't know though how he plays the drums. With the way, I mean, because I've been lucky enough to sit behind the kit with you guys mm-hmm. a couple times and do a Ramones cover, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm the type of, I, I do not want to move anybody's drums mm-hmm. that I'm just going to sit one song. I'm like, I can power through whatever kind of setup they have. I hate when, like, you see, like, bands come up, 
someone will come up for one song and then just completely rearrange the drums. <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't t- you can tough it through. Yeah. But John, I don't know what he does, and this is drummer geek talk, but he has his snare drum almost like upside down. Like it's like <laughs> So like I'm trying to hit it, all I'm hitting is the side of the snare drum. And I'm like, so now I'm like playing like this, like I don't even know what I'm doing, yeah. but I'm like it's like this weird like cockeyed hand thing going like uh, poking at the drum. And I'm trying to play a Ramon song, which is already like kind of a uh, a beating endurance wise. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, what? I'm running out of steam and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I look over at John and she's like, yeah, man, tear it up. And I'm like, I don't know how to play your drums, man. Love it. Oh, that's amazing. And then I just give you a new found, because then I watch him and it's like, He's just playing them effortlessly, and they sound phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, but if he sat behind your kit, I mean, every drummer is particular about that they wanted. Right. If he sat behind your kit, he'd be probably saying the exact same I had that once. I forget the drummer, and I think you probably, uh, it's so long ago, but if if we racked our brains, I think we've shared shows with a guy, and he was kind of like just a pompous ass of a drummer. Who was it? I can't remember his name. I don't even remember. Like, Like, if you just saw him, you're like, Pompous ass. Like right. He had that look <laughs> on his face. But I was like, I, it was a show where we're all playing a bill, and I'm like, yeah, he could use my drums. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't mind being the guy that everyone's going to hit the drums on. And during the set, like, I could tell he did not like the way my drums were set up. And he was like kicking at them and like getting <laughs> mad. And I'm like, bro, settle the F down. Like, I'm sorry they're not your D dubs. Like, yeah, what, right, you know? Right, right. My crappy Ludwigs. Like, he was like getting all snobby. Like, he was just like looking at me like he was mad at me that I play my drums that way. And I'm like, you could have moved them around. Like, you played a whole set. That's not my problem. But I remember being like, you douche. That's, we've all had those stories of sharing gear where some people just don't appreciate. I've got some good. I don't want to talk too much smack about people. I would like to. Oh, tell us without, without saying who it is. What's the douchiest, douchiest musician you've had to deal with? Oh, without can, oh god I want to say it so can we turn the mics off and you tell us no, um, oh, you know what I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it oh yes. so this is years ago oh, this um, is awesome and my first my first band it's not me is it? there's a guy that we <laughs> that, that, her that name was, is Kathy Moore that was going through some some medical stuff and we were practicing in West Seattle at Nafasi and uh, there was a show that last minute that was put up. Um, on the roof of the building, and my band played with Soundgarden and a bunch of other bands. What band was this? Rhino Humpers. Okay. Oh. And um, and what was, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love is he probably has heard that band name many times. I, I would think so. you have. You have, haven't you? Yes. But I don't know why it struck me. It's still funny. <laughs> I think the brownie just kicked in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, so. So Soundgarden, uh, we played a couple bands before Soundgarden, but they show up and. Chris didn't bring any, he showed up with his wife and his dog, but he didn't really bring a guitar, which is fine because it's a thing. So he's kind of looking around for a guitar, and our guitar player was nice enough to say, hey, you can use my warm, he, my guitar player at the time worked at Warmoth Guitars, he built his own guitars, they were really great. So Chris is rocking, and the PA catches on fire, and it's awesome. <laughs> Seriously, the PA caught on fire. Damn. At the end of the show, Chris picks, has, my guitar player's guitar holds it over his head, and just throws it. What? <laughs> on the rem- roof? No, just onto the stage. Still. You know, kind of smashes it. I'm like, oh my God. And just walks off the stage, walks down the stairs, and is gone. Doesn't say thank you for the guitar, doesn't do anything. And I, I'm looking at my guitar, he's just white. And he's just like, I, I'm like, dude, that was pretty rude. But we were like, we didn't know rude. because like we're opening for sound, like it was this thing and it was kind of exciting. Right, it's awesome to see you open for Soundgarden. But then- yeah, but like, and then like this guy that you think is a really great singer is just a 
And um, and uh, excuse me, you can you can you can um you can go ahead and bleep that out. Um, I'm glad you said it though. Uh, it's worth the bleep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was my kind of my first interaction with him. Did you ever have another interaction with him? Yeah, I had some good ones and some other ones that weren't. Wow. Yeah. Kind of on the fence. Yeah, so it just depends on the time. I have another great Chris Cornell story. Though. Oh, I want to hear it. Okay. So, I can't um, believe, though, he did that. I know. It was crazy. Um, and, and at what point is this for them? Like, uh, cre- like is it like Ultra Mega Okay? Um, what what this was, era is this? Like, this is, okay, so Ben's in the band. So this is Bad Motor Finger era, probably. Right? Oh, geez. So, okay. The, I mean, it's. Um, so they're like on their way up. Oh, no, it was a big deal. Okay. It was a really big deal. Um oh. How does he forget a guitar? Well, he just, because it was a last minute thing and, and whatever. Okay. It was a long time ago. Fair enough. He brought um, his dog. He yeah. did. That's um, all that, yes. Randy Jackson um, came with him. And uh, so fast forward many years later, then I kind of moved to LA. I come back and we have mutual friends and a friend of mine's living um, next door to him and he has a big jam space. So this one summer we're having lots of jams, like Sunday afternoon jams. And this one afternoon it's me. So you get in a jam with like what? Like members of Soundgarden? Oh, or? it's just like me. I think I'm at this point where I go over and we're drinking some beers, and it's me and Chris, my friend Denny, and my friend Eric Garcia. It's us four, and we're playing Zeppelin. I think, oh, damn. I think it was, we were playing Days and Confused, if I remember right. And it's really hot. It's like 100 degrees. Yeah. And uh, Chris is just wearing like, um, like camouflage shorts, and that's it. No shoes, yeah. no shirt. Right. You know, kind of dripping in sweat. You know, all you girls out there can kind of imagine that. Yeah. And I'm married at the time. All my, us and, men and, too. My, and my wife, and my wife, uh, and, and my wife at the time's um, coming to pick me up. Uh-huh. And um, and there's, I gave her a, a pass two times in our, and, um, so this will explain it. She walks in the door. We're jamming. I'm playing drums, and she's there to pick me up. So she comes downstairs. She opens the door, and I'll, I just remember her walking in the door. And Chris is standing there dripping in sweat with his shirt off, playing the guitar. And she doesn't even know anybody else's. In. She's just standing with just that look on her face like Right. <laughs> like that. Just, you know, I mean, just, you can't see. Yeah, hit the top. And, um, yeah, and it was really fun jamming. But, like, he had that kind of, there was this thing about him that, well, because he's stunningly handsome, I suppose. <laughs> right. And that was always really fun. Um, but uh, uh, I guess that's the end of that story. But um, so we did lots of jams like that back then, and that was really yeah. fun before he moved away and everything. And, and um, he's a really fun to jam with. Yeah. Right. Just don't loan him a guitar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you know, that was, you know, I can give anybody. We all have our moments. I saw Prince do it on TV. Remember, Prince did it on Jimmy. Yep. Uh, with the Roots guitar. Yeah, he was borrowing oh, one of the Roots guitar just players. Just got caught up in the moment, maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he broke it. It was like a really old vintage oh, Epiphone, ooh. and Prince just kind of broke it and walked off It's stage. like cool to say that Prince broke your guitar, but it's like, <laughs> you yeah. broke that guitar. Yeah. Like, you can break, like, you know, a Fender Strat, and I'll be like, all right, yeah. you know, so, I you know, something box, and, cool. And if that happened to me, I'd do the same thing, but I'd still call Prince a for doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you know, if I'm sure, you know, Chris Cornell will be listening and listening yeah. to this. Um, you He's know, a huge fan of the mix cast. You know, yeah. so um, he no wear offense. our shirt, but he doesn't yeah. like to wear shirts. No offense, Chris, but that was my, that was my uh, that was my interpretation of that moment. <laughs> you know. On the flip side, now you've had like uh, for those that don't know, Jeff also plays with Duff McKagan and Duff mm-hmm. McKagan's Loaded, which is mm-hmm. and, and also for a brief period of time, I don't know what's going on with you and Chris Jericho's band, yeah, Fozzie. I did that too because there was a moment where you were knee deep with that band, like. Mm-hmm. Promo pictures, everything, yeah, and then all of a sudden, crazy. then you had to go do stuff with I think Loaded and mm-hmm. then the guessing game. Mm-hmm. So, what's the status with 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 Chris then? Well, I mean, I talk to him every couple weeks. Yeah. Still. Um, you know, that kind of came out uh, Loaded and 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 Fozzie did this uh, tour in Australia with Metallica, the Soundwave Festival tour, and uh, 
we would all, you know, you share hotels with all the bands. So um, mm-hmm. I would run into those guys in the gym every morning, and I just really liked them, and they were really sweet. I loved Chris and Rich and those guys, and um, I would just stay in contact with them. And then they're, um, you know, uh, Duff was out busy doing other things, and um, those guys got a hold of me, just saying, "Hey, could you fill in? Our bass player has some issues." Mm-hmm. It was like a Tuesday, and I just never rehearsed with them, and I just went out and did some shows with them, and it went really good, and and. It, it just kind of kept going. Um, it was really easy. I'd just kind of fly out and do tours or fly out for a weekend. And uh, it was really great. But with always was always known that I had a lot of stuff going on. And, and once, right. you know, and it just kind of came to a head where I can't be everywhere at one time. No. You know? and, and my dedication kind of lies with the things that I'm, I really love doing. And I love doing that, too. But those guys have an established thing. And they're not going to stop regardless of me. Right, you right, know? right. So um, it was really fun. It made my playing so much better that it's just really cool, low riff rock. I mean, Are you great. a wrestling fan at all? Like, were you like, I, I, was that like um, kind of like a trip that you're in a band with Chris Jericho, Y2J? Um, no. Okay. No. Um, no disrespect. I just, um, I grew well, up. Well, this interview is over. No. I mean, I, grew, I, grew, I, I mean, I watched wrestling a little bit as a kid. Um, so I didn't really know. It's the, I don't know if I've ever been, I mean, I played with, you know, semi, you know, and famous people and here and there. I don't know if I've ever been around anybody that's as recognizable as him, though. Right. Because he has the wrestling thing, which is nuts. Oh, it's a very passionate, loyal yeah. following. Um, yes. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of the same about the rock thing. And then he's got this rock thing. But he was also on Dancing with the Stars. He's got these mm-hmm. podcasts. He's got host TV shows. So it's this whole wide range of people, like people from like my parents' age to little kids. And I'd be trying to sleep in the damn bus, and it'd be like, Y2J, Y2, the buses, and it's right. And I'm just like, what the? And I, and I didn't, and at first, I didn't know what, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I didn't, like, because, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, what are they saying? I don't know. What are they chanting? Are um, we going to be okay, Chris? And, yeah. Um, I, but he, God, what, what a great guy. He's, he's, I mean, he lives, he, I mean, give that guy a bottle of vodka and um, on the bus, and it's Kiss Van Halen. It's rock and roll till five in the morning. It's going. You know? Yeah, and he loves rock and roll. Yeah, he it seems like just I listen it. to his podcast and whenever he's interviewed. I mean, he does some great interviews with. I mean, I love it because of the wrestling interviews. Yeah, being a wrestling fan, but I remember one interview he did with I think it was uh, with Bruce Kulick from uh, mm-hmm. Kiss, and it was just like that's when I realized I'm like I knew that he was a fan of rock music, and obviously he's got his band, and mm-hmm. I, I do like Fozzie as well. Uh, but man, he's like a historian of rock. Very smart guy. Yeah. I mean, he can tell you on a Kiss record who played what year. Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, who, I mean, every, uh, the weirdest details. I can do that. I mean, <laughs> but like, who, who really played the song? I, I mean, just everything. Who, what, who played? I mean, it's endless and it's overwhelming to me because I'm like, oh my God, can, can we really talk about Kiss for a month straight? And, and, and <laughs> I like, could. Yeah, it's, 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 it's <laughs> so it was really fun. And, um, you know, the thing about Fozzie, I mean, everyone talks about Chris. Rich Ward, the guy, yeah. the guitar player, um, the Duke. That guy. He was in Stuck Mojo, wasn't he? Yeah, it? that guy's a, a riff monster. Like the guy. He's an incredible guitar mm-hmm. player, and he kind of writes all that music, and uh, he's kind of a genius. It's, he's great, and I, and I love those guys a lot, and I wish them nothing but the best. Did you ever have an opportunity? Because I know, like, while he was touring, he would sometimes pop in and do, like, these house shows for the WWE or, or live shows. Did you ever have a chance to go to a wrestling event just to see him do his other thing? No, because we would be on tour, and he would fly. Like, we'd have, like, um, we'd kind of have those tours were kind of built around because he was doing a bunch of those at the time. So we would, no, I'd be in a Target parking lot in the bus, and he'd fly out to one of those. And it's a passionate fan base just pushing the bus back and forth, yeah, and right. they realize he's in yeah. it. No, no. so I never, I never have went, I mean, he's invited me to them. Yeah. Um, 
and I think there was one. Uh, no, I, know, I I mean I haven't been to one since they had the WrestleMania at Safe. Didn't wasn't there one? Safeco, yeah, the, nineteen. I went, I went to that one. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Limp Biscuit played. That they was did. Badass. They did. <laughs> was that who? Um, oh, that was Rowdy Roddy Piper and and uh, and Hulk Hogan. Oh. Didn't they? Didn't they have a like, like Hogan fought Vin, Hogan Vince fought, McMahon that night? Didn't right. He? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was the Rock? I can't remember. And that there was, was a pillow, Remember the pillow? There was a girl's pillow fighting. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That was a very uh, highbrow entertainment right there <laughs> yeah, right. that I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> that was also Stone Cold Steve Austin's very last match. Oh my gosh! That was against the Rock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting totally okay. geeky. Sorry. Wrestling. Yeah, digressing <laughs> completely. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of I don't know a lot. That's I think the only wrestling match I've ever been to. <laughs> That's funny, and, 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 and so many wrestling fans would be like, "I can't believe you got to be in a band with Chris Jericho for a minute." And you're like, "Yeah, it's just fun being in a band with him." Yeah, no, he was yeah. he's great. I mean, yeah, he, um, he came to Seattle one night with me. Okay, he was doing a book signing, and going back to Kiss, I'll make this short. But there was a Kiss tribute band playing at the Crocodile. Oh, and uh, which so, Kiss tribute band was it? Was it Black Diamond? Joe Dredd was in. Oh, I can't, I can't uh, Jeans, Jeans Addiction. It wasn't yes. Jeans Addiction. It wasn't. Oh. It was a different. But um, so I had Chris. He took a car. He met me at Mama's. Me and Sean. And Sean loves wrestling, so he was super excited. And um, that's right, drummer. And unite. we had so much fun. And I kind of didn't tell Chris what was going on. And so I'm like, let's. We're gonna go to this club around the corner. And he walks in, and there's Joe Dredd and full Jeans Addiction. I mean, Jane, I'm Gene Simmons. And Chris just like, oh, oh my God. And we had a bunch of drinks. And Chris stood at the front of the stage. Well, no. first, we, first we went backstage and he was taking pictures with them as he's texting live with Paul Stanley going, hey, look, I mean. Oh, that's so, right. Because, yeah, he interviewed Paul and became buddies. Yeah, with they're him. friends yeah. with them. So the whole time. And then Chris wow. is at the front of the stage and there's kind of like a five foot buffer zone because everyone can't be like why is Chris Jericho losing his mind right and he's at the front of the stage just like yeah every word and the band's looking down they're like oh my it was just the how did the band not say hey jump on stage and sing a song oh I don't know bad marketing on that band's part they're all fired well because you know Chris probably would have never left the stage also (laughs) Um, he loves Kiss so that was a really fun night that That is too awesome yeah it was cool Uh, let's play another song off of the record cool what do you guys want to hear I mean, what do you guys want to hear? Let's, you heard them all, but what do you guys want us to hear? Oh, I don't know. What you guys pick one? What do you guys want to hear? You want to hear the city and easy? That's pretty long, but that's great. Let's play it. City all right, city, that's, hey, that's the other song that I emailed. Yep, you. let's yeah. listen to that. That's city and easy. Yep. This is the guessing yeah. game again. The record's out on August twentieth. It's called Destroy It All. The guessing game. I love this song. I fought for this song. How so? Well, for one, she's a genius. Kathy's a genius, and um. She just plays stuff all the time, like everywhere. Like she just will start playing something. I'm like, what is that? And I think you kind of had a lot of this kind of finished. And so she was just playing on the piano. I'm like, oh my god, this is great. And uh, it was just one of those things I could, I just could feel it on the record. I just like, every, I think I always just like, we got to do this song. We have to do this song. And I think a couple times she's like, I'm not sure. And Kathy, I noticed that you kind of are coming out as a, a, on lead vocals more on this record. Uh, yeah. Was that something that you guys talked about, or was it just, yes. the, it was just, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we really enjoy singing together specifically. Mm-hmm. I think our voices. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it's really super fun. Um, I love the dynamic between us, and I like I like a record where you you can, there's just, um, a lot of my favorite bands, you'd rather be the Rolling Stone or whatever, there's different voices, there's different vibes, and it's, um, it's just really fun to listen to a record like that, and she's so good that I just want, like, if, I could, if we could showcase that as much as possible, it's, that's awesome. You know, 
And you can hear both of their voices. They work really well together, but you can still hear the individuality in each of them. They cut through. Great. Mm -hmm. Love that line. Ask three questions. Would you make me famous? Clearly, you're talking about Tukwila. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very difficult city. I feel like the wall of sound. Well, it's hard to rhyme with Tukwila. Tukwila ain't easy. Yeah. This would be a good edible song, by the way. <laughs> you know? I think it was an edible song. Yeah. I think that's what Nick's going to do after the show. Yeah. one of the other reasons why I love Sean as your drummer. He lets things kind of just breathe, and then when, when, when it's needed, that's when he does his thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a lost art for a drummer is to not show off your skills, which he's very skilled, but it's to serve the song. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he always brings it. This band is great about knowing when not to play. What's that? This band is great about knowing when not to play. When to dial back, yeah. Yeah, which is huge, because everyone can play great. So. Right. This is like our rocket queen. (laughs) You know what I mean? How that song, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Just when you think you're like, all right, is that the song? You're like, no, awesome. There's another another song inside this song. (laughs) That's what she said. like five guitar solos in this song. Yeah. Yeah, Carrie and I got to do a lot of things. Yeah. What's that? Gary gets to do his awesomeness. I know. We love Gary Westlake, by the way. Such a great guitarist. Yeah. 
He's got awesome hair. He does, uh, right? In every form. In every so form. Unfair. It could be this or this. Oh, I guess that doesn't. Yeah. Make a video, but. <laughs> he, can, he can mold his hair however he wants. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask you about the the, the album cover? It's just, mm-hmm. it's like a mashed up house with some smoke. What's the uh, who did the album cover? It's such a cool dark looking. His cover. name is Jim Kazandrian. Mm-hmm. Um, our art guy who does most of our stuff, is, whose name is Jesse Shear, was putting together the package and came across this and sent it our way. Hmm. And, you know, along with other ideas that he had. But he was like, what do you think of this? And Jeff and I just kind of sat on it for a little bit. I was like, this is the cover. Mm-hmm. And Jesse kind of knew that was going to be the case. This so. looks like, like what they do when Burning Man's over. They just kind of yeah. ball yeah. everything up, all the craziness that happened. Well, it kind of just represents. Rolled it out. <laughs> kind of when I looked back at these songs and I'm listening to it and kind of like just living what I had just written about. And I saw this image of this house kind of imploding and on fire. And it's like. Oh my God, that's my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I just kind of looked at that. I'm like, well, there's my last year right there <laughs> in one picture. Wow. And, uh, it was just, it was like, it couldn't, it couldn't be more of a, a, more of a perfect image for what I was thinking. Like I just, yeah, it's, it's great. He's an artist out of Portland and he does all kinds of stuff like this and it's all very it's cool. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Really good. So again, anyone out there, uh, this album will be out on the 20th. They could pre-order it now. Is that, is it? Uh... Yes. All right. Available for pre-order and available on Thursday to purchase on our website mm-hmm. or uh, get on uh, digitally on iTunes or Amazon or Google Play. Will there be a, a vinyl pressing? We'll see. Yeah. We just kind of kind of go. This band is great because, you know, it's everything is pretty much DIY. We just right. deal with it. And um, and like I kind of mentioned earlier, we're kind of in a, a weird world of of records and art and like sure um vinyl is something that people still are buying and and we will do that if if you know if it makes sense for us um we just you know we're just going to put it out in the world and see what happens right we want to do everything we can but we don't want to race ahead of ourselves (laughs) right yeah you want to still enjoy the process and not be like oh crap i'm going broke from the process yeah there's no reason to do that there's (laughs) absolutely no reason to do that so and uh, yeah. anyone out there that wants to go see you guys, again, the big CD release show is on uh, the 27th. What night is that? Thursday. Thursday night, mm-hmm. August 27th at the Triple Door, theguessinggameband.com to be able to purchase tickets. Uh, thank you guys. Thank for you. So much. By the guys. way, the Haulers are going to be opening that show for yeah. us. Have They're you ever seen them? They're no. Great. Yeah. They're really good. Nice. And, and there'll be some other people uh, involved in the show also. Any uh, hints? No. Nope. Any surprises? No. Nope. Chris Cornell yes. will be playing. We'll be doing a solo set and yeah. smashing yeah, Jeff's right, guitar. Right. You know, it's BYOG. Bring your own guitar, oh, Chris. We don't trust you, uh, man. I hope I don't regret that. Keep story. your shirt on. Yeah. No, he can take off his shirt. No, Just don't break. Shirt yeah, don't break yeah. my guitar. I actually break oh. my guitars. It's fine. <laughs> I know. I'm, seriously. Yeah, it's guitars fine. Can break. yeah, it's totally fine. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you so much. Kathy, Keith, Jeff, thank you. Thank uh, you. And uh, thanks uh, so much. The Guessing Game. Again, uh, check out more information. TheGuessingGameBand.com uh, to find out more information about you guys. It's the 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 all right, there you go. You can leave us a message at uh, 253-271-4787, voicemail, or text, or email us, themigscast at gmail.com. That was, dude, Paul Heyman, The Guessing Game. This has been a fun podcast so far. great.
I love yes. that we were able to merge wrestling talk between the two. <laughs> you fulfilled your wrestling quota times actually 10. a lot. Yeah, more one. so than you. That should cover for the entire like next two months. Sweet. Nice. Sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> uh, we, we've got a, also an in-studio sit-in, our friend Katie. Yay! Katie, what's going Yay. on? You can come up and say hi on the mic. Come say hi on the mic. There you hi, go. fellas. Hello. Sweet. Katie, we're going to put it in your hand. Katie, Born you got the star. day off. That's right. Texas she brought Katie us brownies, brownies, too. I have all week off, actually. Nice. What are you doing with the week off? I'm working around my house. I just bought a new house. Oh, where at? Des Moines. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Des Moines. What's the first... All right, what's the most recent big purchase you made for your house? We just spent about $1,800 on fencing supplies. Mm-hmm. Oh, Toppy knows about there. building the fence. And that's only going to be about a third of the fence. So Uh-oh. we're doing it in stages. Damn. Yeah. That's an expensive fence. Are you replacing existing fencing? or are you just... No. Um, right now we're putting up brand new fence. Our, we already have fence on two sides of the backyard, so mm. we're doing the, the side that's not fenced so we can let the dogs out. Right. Now we, we know who let the dogs out. It's yeah, Katie it's and me. her man. Yeah, me and Trippin. We let him out. <laughs> All this time, for decades, we've been trying to figure out who would have thought. Here we have Paul Heyman. We've got the gang in the guessing game. I'm thinking, well, I can't get much more amazing than that. A great story about Chris Cornell. But now, celebrity sighting. we have figured out who has let the dog out. Mystery solved. It's Katie and her man. Have you been to Wally's yet? No, I haven't. Wally's? Yeah, Des Moines? They have like all you can eat fish and chips. Uh, oh. Hopefully you're into that. What? I'm a vegetarian. Oh, oh so fish? Oh, you can fish isn't chips. an animal, man. Don't it's you fine. vegetarians, you guys can eat that fish, can't you? Oh. Yeah, fish isn't an animal. <laughs> it's breaded. You won't My even bad. realize it's fish. Just <laughs> pretend it's tofu, yeah. right? No, Put pretend it's Nemo. You're eating Nemo. Oh. And Is that the new million I- million dollar idea? Of uh, tofu and fries, tofu and chips. Yeah, like Ugh. I eat it. See, uh, that's one. Tish and chips, <laughs> tish and chips, <laughs> tofu fish. I get it. I'm just mm. not not working. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, we'll leave that one on the. Uh, Maybe it's just tofu in general. Oh. Yeah, tofu is amazing. No, I, it's so nasty. Oh, it's, it's the so slimiest, good. spongiest, grossest it thing. Depen- okay, well, it depends on what you could get. Firm tofu. You could get the spongy kind of tofu. There's different types you of tofu. You gotta go extra firm. Extra firm is extra the way to go. Firm. If I've got to say extra firm with my meal, <laughs> you don't I'm out. Have to say it. Okay, you just buy it that way. But I'm not gonna buy tofu. I'm gonna order it from somewhere, and I have to ask for the extra firm. Well, typically, a lot of the restaurants use extra firm tofu in whatever huh. meals they're making. I didn't so even know meat. that. Yeah. yeah, I like the little cubes in my beef pad thai. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. Too stark. We had See, some, why would you? We had some tofu last night. That why was would extra you get firm. tofu if, if you could get out. beef though? Well, it's in there. It comes in there. And but pad why would thai, you? Tofu does. Mm. I don't know. I'm just, just not by a default. Tofu fan. Not a fan of tofu. Well, one of these days, maybe we'll figure it out for you there, Rev. Quite we'll get, possibly. We'll get maybe. you to have some tofu. tofu. Oh, I've had it. Well, we'll, have, we'll get you to have some of that firm tofu. Mm. <laughs> Extra firm. <laughs> Extra firm. That's how you want it. Mm. Uh, Katie, uh, what would you like? Uh, emails, voicemails, text messages. Let's do some vo- voicemails. Yeah, maybe girl. we'll get some Uncle Ricky or at right. least Drunk Carmack. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Oh, yeah. we got a fan <laughs> of Drunk Carmack in here now. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, just because I know what is coming Spoiler up. Alert. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yes. Hola, douches. Guido here. Uh, a few things I just wanted to talk about real quickly. Uh, Monday Night Raw was fan-freaking-tastic. Hell, yeah. Kit and I went. We had a great time, and we're already looking forward to uh, the next time they come around. Uh, the best part of the night was Randy Orton giving my son a uh, thumbs up for his RKO lit-up sign. It was pretty badass. We That's all awesome. Were pretty stoked. It lit up. Still writing high about that. Nice. Second of all, I just want to say uh, congratulations to Caesar. We all know about the hashtag Caesar doesn't get one. Well, we implemented the hashtag in Broomball because Caesar would never and wasn't able to score a goal on me. Uh, well, this past Saturday, he finally got a goal. No. His own goal. 
Good job, Stephen, for scoring on your own goal. His <laughs> own goal. Finally, I uh, got a new challenge for you guys. I think we should implement. We just got done with the uh, the Master of Your Domain. Why not go the opposite route here? We should see how many days in a row we can uh, have with our significant others. My wife and I stumbled upon it, and uh, we ended up doing it seven days in a row. Stumbled so upon it. A that's a good, right. that's a good idea. All right, everybody, oh, on slept. that note, stay positive and suck it. <laughs> yeah. Thank God he didn't bring up the Broncos win. Hey, I just want to I just want to point out that give props to Guido for uh, uh, he posted it on the Mixcast page, but uh, holding up the WWE TD for L sign upside down. Upside down. Yeah. I saw it on TV. That's amazing. And it was upside down. I was like, that is way better than it being right side up. That is, is really it? funny. Yeah, it's really. funny. I was gonna say, what's worse, holding the sign upside down or scoring a goal on yourself? Hmm. <laughs> scoring a goal. What do you on think, yourself? Caesar? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool that Randy Orton acknowledged his, his uh, little guy. That was pretty cool. That is sweet. All right, let's check out our next voicemail. It's Carmack again. Mm-hmm. Again. Steve. Steve, this is Ziggy. I'm calling all the way from Germany. I'm Uh-oh. spending money on this, this stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's my birthday today here, at least. I've, I've been wearing my Titanic douche shirt douche. all about Deutschland. Or for those of you playing the home game, Germany. We've been having a good time. Ziggy. I've been drinking liberally. No. You could smoke in bars here. It's awesome. <laughs> There's no one to tell you no. <laughs> here, here with the greatest woman in the world. Yes. Say hi. Ah! Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sure. What? Anyway, Steve. Sure. Wish you all the best. I missed the podcast. I don't know how to down. <laughs> oh, that's his minute. I want to hear more. He's about halfway done. Oh, my gosh. I'm all in favor of listening to the rest of this drunken message from Ziggy. It's very entertaining so but far. It's, it, is it Ziggy? Yeah. I, I think there was a screw-up on my computer that oh. I must have hit a button and then oh, never edited it, was it out. Is that a foreshadow? Like, well, yeah, Carmack <laughs> is going to be joining us on the voice. Because I was like, this is way more entertaining than uh, than Carmack normally is. Shot now it's because it. it's Ziggy. Right. That was just an that, Carmack is not with Ziggy right now in, no. in Germany. All right. Well, then let's continue yeah. with Ziggy. I like okay. him. All right. Loaded for I'm Foreigner. Not like Foreigner, like that one Foreigner song. Oh, my God. Copy, please play that one Foreigner song. <laughs> that one. Copy. What? You rock. <laughs> anyway, boys, now I'm going over the minute. But I love you and I miss you all. I'm repping the Titanic douche. Because now, internationally, <laughs> the Titanic douche is known. And I'm doing us boys proud. So, hey, goodbye from Germany from me, Duziki. Goodbye from, from, from my best woman in the world. Say it! Rawr. Yeah, she roars. <laughs> She's a dinosaur. Rawr. She goes rawr. Anyway, boys, Germany has no IPAs, so I feel weird. I can't wait to hear you guys again. I miss y'all, and goodbye for now. Shoes. That's German for I'll see you later. <laughs> of course you do have that foreigner song. That one foreigner song. I don't know what foreigner song he wants. I've got a few. Play it, Tommy. 
you just play them all at the same time. That's a great idea. I love the Wait, fact they have a lot of songs. <laughs> Hot blooded, Tiggy Free. I got a fever of a hundred degrees. Hey, come on, baby, do you do more? Tiggy. I'm hot blooded. I'm hot blooded. It's for you, Ziggy. I love that Diggy was doing that whole voicemail with his girl in the room. So she was subjected to Rawr. two minutes of just <laughs> drunk and rambling. But you That might be up there for voicemail of the year. That was great. If we ever did a voicemail of the year category. That would actually require effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that one song. What song did he want? What, what reference is that? From where? I played this on Rock Band. Did you? Yeah, Rock Jukebox here. Did you do the big, uh, the big uh, windmill? The windmill? Oh yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, by myself in my living room. <laughs> the singer sounds a little bit like Ziggy. <laughs> Ziggy, you got to do a foreigner male <laughs> intro yes. for us. Yes. Uh oh, their neighbors are getting pissed. Pinwalls, you're jumping up and down. And he's like, Fiance, I don't want any of that extra soft tofu. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta make it first. I got got head games and double vision and cool designs. I can keep going, but we're good. Yeah. All right, let's check out our next voicemail. (laughs) Hopefully, this is a new one. What's up, douches? It's Carmack. Oh, here it comes. It's game one. I'm a few drinks. Actually, it's Saturday night. Sorry. Saturday bit. night. But anyway. So drunk, you forgot what day Don't it is. Don't cut me off. It's going to be a little bit longer than a minute. Oh, no, yeah. no, it's a minute. You will get cut off. eating food by myself. I was hungry. and I'll Probably called The back, waitress right? came over. It's like an Instagram post. And walked away. Didn't ask. Didn't ask if I was using it. Just grabbed it and walked away. It's like, hello. I'm sorry. Did you ask? But anyways, let's do it here now. Anyways, painting the grass yes. this weekend. Yes. Are we all getting together to meet up somewhere or what? Your house. I'll be in the bathroom. You gotta let me know. Wait for me, though. There. Don't so, leave without me. <laughs> that's one thing. The second thing is... is uh, oh, we got one thing out of the way. Steve, you yes. have a lot of Facebook drama, you said. Yes. <laughs> you gotta get BJ to do a live one. I would love to hear BJ read a live one. That would be awesome. That'd be funnier than shit. Mm. And I swore again. See, I'm there's the problem with the live you. one. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, is uh, can we please, please oh, add a like 10 second rewind on the podcast? Because there's so many times where I want to rewind to listen to something. Press the rewind button. The t- iTunes has a 15 second skip so back. Small, and my fingers are so fat that it's hard to really kind of backtrack. Probably like a 10 second rewind to be awesome so I can rewind to hear like the funniest okay. crap I you guys just say. missed the last 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's working there. Has it been a minute yet? Anyways. Yeah, it has. Right, Love can. y'all. I hope to see He's some wrapping it up. Oh, bull crap. Here's a suggestion that you can't do. really Come actually implement, but it would be really cool if you had it. How about you do the thing that's already there and you press the button and then it happens and then it's really cool because. But, I mean, I know they have it, but why can't you do it, too? Oh, good pick. Mm. 
Yeah, nailed that Jeez. one. <laughs> right. Right. If, if Jeff Rouse ever needs a backup vocalist, I'm his man. Yeah, if you have iTunes or Stitcher, I believe both have the 15-second rewind. Every one of them has a damn rewind button. Maybe you just not press and hold it, and as long as you don't just click it and it goes back to the beginning, who cares? But, I mean, iPhone has a button that will skip back 15 seconds. Like on the iTunes. Phone. Oh my goodness! It's but, not... but, but, but I don't have an iPhone. All right, well, we get the Stitcher. I, 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 I think Stitcher has the same thing. Figure it out. I was just figuring that's what some of those guys were yeah, saying in there. Preempt that one, yeah. Why don't you just pay more I don't attention? Have yeah, why don't you just listen to it without doing other things, Carmack, yeah, like, like drinking, calling while drunk? Yeah. Next voicemail, please. <laughs> hey, it's Carmack again. Oh my God! <laughs> I was right. Kind of dropped the cherry on my cigarette on my leg. It was burned the hell out of my leg. Trying to talk, so Hopefully anyway, Mr. Close. That's what it was. the grass. We all need to hook up. Yeah, your house. Yeah, we know that. We went through this. Yeah, get a picture going. Don't leave without something. me. So I hope to run into some. Uh, Bring the tofu. Some of my fellow douches. Yeah. We need a 10-second rewind. Okay. Okay. We need a 10-second rewind on my life, man. Carmack. What? Carmack. Come on, man. Is he just gonna repeat the same point? again? If there's we a third one, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> Me too. As far as meeting up, if, if everybody wants to like post it somewhere or tweet it out there, I'll try my hardest. But like, we have no idea what our schedules are yet. Like, and no. it, and is, those always turn out to be an S show anyway. We're going all over the place. Yeah. It's almost I, as much as I would love to say, hey, at 2.30, we will be at the beer garden. I have no idea what's going to happen while we're at Painted Grass. Sometimes they're like, you need to do this interview now. I know we're supposed to do it two hours from now, but now it's now. So <laughs> we don't get to really... Like, that's why I don't bring any friends. to, uh, Or my even oh. my wife. Because it's like, I don't know when to tell her I can meet up. Yeah. So it's easier not to. All right. Well, we can just make a plan when we get to his house. All right, yeah. Don't live without me. Carmack, leave your door unlocked. We'll get there maybe Saturday night. <laughs> Lots of tofu, remember. Yeah. Lots. Extra firm. Though. Extra. If it's not extra firm, firm we're out. Next like voicemail, please. Two X's. Next guest. Hey, Tuffy. It's not Carmack. Hey! It's Bar. not Carmack. Another joke for you guys. Yet. <coughs> Yet. Little Susie comes home all excited and says, Mommy, Mommy, Johnny showed me his junk. Mommy's about to start freaking out. Before she can say anything, little Susie continues. She says, Yeah, it kind of reminded me of a peanut. Mommy takes a sigh of relief, kind of gets a grin on her face. She says, so it's pretty small, huh? She says, no, it was salty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Plain doctor. Wow. <laughs> Where's Rick, Uncle Ricky when we need him? Uh, Listening to this foreigner mega mix by Top Show. <laughs> well, when you got the hits, man, you might as well play them. All right? they've got is hits, man. <laughs> All of your favorite Foreigner songs in one podcast. You forget that Foreigner did it until you hear that and you're like, oh, yeah. That was Foreigner. That was Foreigner. <laughs> and then you'll forget in two hours that it was Foreigner. And you'll be like, what was that song I listened to earlier? Sail across the it was Foreigner. Here we go. Uh, 
<laughs> we got an email actually from uh, actually a tweet from Uncle Ricky, which is at Uncle Ricky two hundred six. Ricky, lot of love. That's his name. And it says, "Have you seen Rachel Barley's Snapchat? I think she's single again." Bringing a lot of emails and text messages about the fact. <laughs> Everyone's so happy. I know. I feel awful that we're all so happy that she's no longer in a relationship. That's <laughs> terrible. But it's great for her brand. Dude, have you seen today's Snapchats? New. No. Toppy, have you seen them? I don't have Snapchat. All right, well, I'm going to show them to you, and I'm just going to get your actual I'm reaction. very excited. Okay. Let's just say uh, Rachel Barley is back and back in full force. Okay. You ready? I don't know if I believe you. Whoa! Go Hawks! Right? Nice. There she is wearing nothing. Okay, there's video of it. Ooh. She's figured out a way to take a Hawks uh, scarf and turn it into, like, a bikini. Oh, my. Oh, I, yeah, she posted that one on her Instagram. Can no, you this... turn that the other way? Oh, there's oh, that that's one. That's nice. That's a good picture. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's back. Nice. Back in full force. Nick, mm. have you seen them? I've missed her. No. I haven't seen her since she's been in like, Everyone loves her front assets, but oh I really God. like her butt. Here's this one. It's just, it's just like, look at that. Look at that. I feel just, uncomfortable looking. Look at that. Look at that. Like, is it because I'm brushing up against you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Her butt just eats that underwear, man. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's nom, hungry. Nom, 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 nom. Well, needless to say, enough. welcome back, Rachel Barley. <laughs> We're happy to have you back. <laughs> I'd love to hear what happened in the relationship. We could get her on. We should. All right. Maybe next week. Let's do it. I'll send her a message and see if we can get her on the phone. Okay. Or we get her in studio. Yeah, the phone's, I was thinking, is just not as fun. You looked disappointed when I said I could get her on the phone. Yeah. If you want me, I'll drive down to the stand and I can uh, up. broadcast live from there and report back. You know what? Oh, that's hot. Worst case scenario, we'll do that. Okay, I like that. Worst case scenario. Right. You know, I know we got to get running, so um, why don't we just do Facebook drama and let's get the F out of here. All right. We'll do, All right. The, we'll do the emails and the text next week. If Hola. We Hola. Señores, señoritas. Blame Carmack. We have returned right. once again. I'm probably leaving another voicemail listen. right now. <laughs> let's me. Hey, guys. We need 10 seconds to a time when Have you guys thought about... He actually texted us as well. All the bitches gather <laughs> on the Facebook. They describe of Becky being a slug door. Carl having a weird STD. <coughs> but there's one thing that we can always depend on. is the fact that a Titanic douche will see it and send it. So we can read Facebook drama. That would that would be actually a lot of fun. Is maybe we should start bringing some of these to the actual uh, BJ and Mig show and have BJ act out some of these parts, especially like the angry female parts. Yes, that would be a lot of fun. Maybe we'll start doing that more often, and then it could leave. We could let it free. We could like release the doves <laughs> of Facebook drama and and, and, and and say, you know what? <laughs> Farewell, Facebook drama. You have gone on to bigger and better things. I the like BJ that. and Mig show. And we could come up with something new. Ooh. I don't know. Or we'll just do it on both because we're lazy. All right. <laughs> Facebook drama. An opportunity for us to point out the stupidity that's happening on Facebook. These are actual Facebook posts that either we find or our friends find and send them to us. And uh, this week is a very weird one because it involves... Sex. Sex and role playing. Role playing. Two of Toppy's favorite things. Like dragons and stuff? Uh no. Like well, you'll find out, Rev. I should probably read I, this. I hope I get a specific part, but I'm not gonna tell you which one. Okay. Rev, you're gonna play the role of David. I will be Max. Damn it! Ha! Of course you are. Do you want to be Max? No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to say Brosif. <laughs> well, you just said it. Congratulations. <laughs> That's coming. <All> right. 
<laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> All right. Rev, you'll be David. I'll be Max. Toppy, you are Jan. Of course. <laughs> and Nick, you are Kevin. All right, Rev, take it away. Why are some girls such ass clowns, turds, and, and blood-sucking life destroyers? I'm done. What happened, Broseph? Chick wanted to roleplay some weird-ass but then acted the fool when I wanted to play back. Damn, son, that ain't right. Look, babes, I'm sorry I didn't want to wear the tutu. It's just that I wasn't comfortable with you calling me your sexy little ballerina. But it was only for a half an hour, and it's not like you didn't do it before. I'm staying for the comments, LOL. You turned into an animal! If I turned into an animal, then you made me into that animal. All this dressing up for bed stuff. I didn't start that. How did you think it was going to affect me, Jan? Did you think I wouldn't change? Oh, so it's okay for me to dress up like King Kong and have you calling me King Kong's Big Wong. But when you want me to put on a tutu, you suddenly start having a hard time with the concept. I'm not really reading this, am I? That wasn't what weirded me out. It was when you wanted me to wear one, too. I'm up for almost anything except that. Right. Full-on furry ape suit is okay. A lacy ballet skirt is over the line. Like, like I said, blood-sucking life destroyers. David, can I borrow that gorilla suit, dude? I want to wear it for the Hawks game. You might want to get that suit dry clean before you wear it, LOL. Hashtag dirty gorilla in a tutu. <laughs> King Kong's big wall. Yeah, that made a turn I wasn't expecting. Right? <laughs> what I love is that there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, Max is constantly commenting, but neither one is com- is reacting to anything that Max has to say. It was like a two-way conversation. Yeah. Nobody else was involved but the two kinky people. <laughs> Sexy little ballerina. Mm. Mm. And a dirty gorilla. <laughs> King Kong's big wong. <laughs> King Kong's big wong? And why the hell would Kevin want to borrow that suit after what happened in it? Well, maybe he well, likes I that Well, I mean, stuff. Hawks game, man. You got to have your toast oh. pride. Yeah. People like to good. dress up. <laughs> it smells like victory. It smells like vinegar. Oh. <laughs> On that note, Katie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank yeah. you for the brownies. You're welcome. They were delicious, especially with the pretzels and the caramel on oh, it. So great. It's like three of my favorite things. <laughs> brownies, salted caramel, and pretzels. Bam. Boom. Done. Shapoopy. <laughs> Take that to the bank. How cool was that talking to Paul Heyman, Rev? That was amazing. That was a lot of Even fun. Even if he was uh, giving ups to Brock Lesnar. Well, of course You got to respect Paul Heyman, man. He's the man. He is the myth. He is the best on the mic. One of the greatest, Hands if not the down. greatest manager of all time. He's up there with Bobby DeBrain Heenan for sure. Absolutely. Uh, thanks to Jeff, Kathy, and Keith. Three of the five members of the guessing game. Again, pick up their record. It's out on August 20th, just a couple of days away. And then their big show. August 27th on a Thursday at the Triple Door. Get tickets at theguessinggameband.com. You can find them on Facebook and all those other places as well. All right, we're out of here. Maybe we'll have Rachel Barley on next week. I don't know. But for Mono Nick, The Rev, Katie, Top Shelf, I am Steve Miggs, and this is The Miggs Cast. Thanks for listening. Stay positive and suck it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.